0: Heavenly Father, may the words of my mouth and the thoughts of our hearts be acceptable to you, and may they be heard by all. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, amen. Please be seated. It's amazing what batteries will do for a sound system. Appreciate your patience. I appreciate those who serve. In our gospel lesson for this morning, Jesus refers to a Gentile woman as a dog. And to anyone who might be outraged by this, I have simply these words to say. Get over it. Both secular and biblical literature are full of examples of parables and and other comparisons that are used to communicate truth. For example, when large crowds come to hear the preaching of John the Baptist, these are the common people now flooding out of Jerusalem and other communities to hear him. What does he say? He says, you brood of vipers, you sons of snakes, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. Now John speaks that way to the people. Because he knows that, like snakes, what comes out of our mouths sometimes can be toxic, can be poisonous to those around us. The prophet Isaiah chapter 1 records these words. This is God speaking. And God, in these words, says that his people are dumber than animals. Quote, The ox knows its owner. The donkey knows its master's crib, but Israel does not know. My people do not understand. In other words, the animals don't forget who provides for them, but we, the people of God, often do. Jesus speaks in a similar way to the Gentile woman in our gospel reading, and he he employs a parable here, a very brief parable. in in which he really paints a picture for the woman of God's plan of salvation. And that picture involves children eating at a table and dogs beneath the table. That's a picture of salvation. And it's not an insult. Rather, it is an invitation. Jesus is inviting the woman into the parable. Verse 24 page 8 from there he arose and went away to the region of Tyre and Sidon this is Gentile territory now and he entered a house and did not want anyone to know yet he could not be hidden but immediately a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him and came and fell down at his feet he can't remain hidden right now this woman was a Gentile a Syro-Phoenician by birth and she begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. And he said to her, Let the children be fed first. For it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. The so Roman number one, page nine of your bulletin. Jesus employs a parable to put this Gentile woman in her place. To put her in her place. In other words, Jesus is saying this, the ministry I'm conducting is not for you, at least not yet. Not yet. Wait your turn. There are others in line ahead of you. Why is Jesus this way? Because he's keeping promises. He's keeping promises that God has made to Israel. Letter A. Jesus came to, to fulfill God's promises to Israel, to Israel first and foremost. Isaiah 61. <clears throat> Isaiah wrote that the Messiah would preach good news to the poor, he would bind up the brokenhearted, and he would proclaim liberty to the captives and proclaim the acceptable year, the favorable year of the Lord to Israel. And in Jeremiah 31. God promised Israel through the prophet that he would establish a new covenant with Israel, that he would purify the nation and he would remember their sins no more. And her B, Jesus is not sympathetic to any interference with the fulfillment of God's promises to Israel or to anyone else. He's not sympathetic. He doesn't tolerate that. Matthew 16 Jesus makes his first prediction of his suffering and death at the hands of the authorities in Jerusalem what does Peter do? not so Lord this will never happen to you we won't allow it get behind me Satan you have in mind not the things of God but the things of men get behind me and follow don't steer Roman numeral 2, this remarkable woman takes Jesus at his word. I mean, she is really cool. Verse 28, she answered him, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. So letter A, she accepts or acknowledges her place. Jesus invites this woman into the parable, and she obliges. She doesn't argue with Jesus She agrees with Jesus. She agrees that in comparison to the children, she's merely a dog. She admits she does not deserve a place at the table with the children. She acknowledges that she's not worthy of such an honor. In so many words, she says, yes, compared to the children, I'm nothing more than a dog. I'm an outsider. I'm not a part of the fellowship of Israel, but... Even the dogs have their day. Even dogs eat, and they eat what falls from the children's table. She's saying to Jesus in so many words, I'd much rather be a dog in your house than to be the master of my own. I'd rather eat your scraps than whatever the world has to offer. This Gentile is the first person in the Gospel of Mark to actually understand a parable of Jesus. The Jewish crowds don't understand the parables. The disciples don't even understand the parables. But this Gentile woman gets it. Let her be. She believed the children's crumbs, their crumbs, were more than enough for her need. And she's right. God's crumbs are better than anything the world has to offer you. And in response, let her see, Jesus no longer treats her as a dog, but as a child of Israel. As a child of Israel. He grants her request the same as any Israelite. Verse 29, and he said to her, For this statement, you may go your way. The demon has left your daughter. Then she went home and found the child lying in bed and the demon gone. Letter D. Greatness in God's kingdom is not determined by the place God assigns you, but by your willingness to receive it. Your willingness to receive or to acknowledge it. To acknowledge the place you've been given. That's what's tremendous, to acknowledge it. That's greatness. This is just like the parable that Jesus shares about seats at a banquet. You may remember that. Jesus tells us to avoid taking a seat of honor at a a large banquet because someone more important than you may come. And you may be bumped back in the presence of everyone and, and, and be shamed in that way. Instead, Jesus says, take the lowest seat Not in order to get ahead, but because you know you don't deserve any better. That's repentance. Take the lowest seat because you know that's what you deserve, if anything. And then the host will come and elevate you in the presence of all. Now this Gentile woman won't even take the lowest seat. She doesn't even deserve a seat in her mind. She's going to be on the floor with the dogs. She knows that she's undeserving of it of a place at the table. And what does Jesus do? He lifts her up. He treats her as a child of Israel. He grants her request. And by the way, she is a sign of things to come. The mission to the Gentiles begins here. We'll see that throughout the book of Acts, through Paul and through Peter. If the Israelites will not come to Jesus, the Gentiles will. So Roman numeral three, God's new covenant with Israel cannot be confined to Israel. It cannot be confined to Israel. God had promised Abraham in in Genesis that through you, all the nations, all the families of the earth would be blessed. And then Isaiah chapter 60 reads in this way, arise, shine for your light, that means Israel's light, Has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you, meaning Israel. See, darkness covers the earth, that's all of us. And thick darkness is over the peoples, that's all of us, Gentiles. But the Lord rises upon you, Israel, his glory appears over you, and nations, that's all of us, will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. So notice the order. The light comes first to Israel and then to the ends of the earth. As St. Paul writes in Romans 1, the gospel goes to the Jews first and then also to the Greeks or to the Gentiles. And God must first call Israel to repentance and faith before Israel can call the world. The apostles can call the world to repentance and to faith. And that's why Jesus tells the woman to wait. It's not yet your time. But this woman will not wait. She will not wait for a place at the table. She knows that even the crumbs that are falling right now in the ministry of Jesus, those crumbs are far better than anything else the world has to offer. So letter A, God's choices are always inclusive, never exclusive. His election of souls to salvation is always inclusive, never exclusive. God chose Israel in the Old Testament to be a light to the nations. Why? For the sake of the nations, that the light might come to us. It has to start somewhere. It starts with them, but it doesn't end with them. And if you're a disciple of Jesus today, it's not because you chose him. No, he chose you And he chose you not to the exclusion of anyone else. He chose you for the sake of others, that through your witness, they might come to the light that shines in and through you. Letter B. Gentiles indeed have a place at God's table. You indeed have a place at God's table. Just as Jesus invites the woman into the parable to see herself there, Jesus invites you and me into the parable as well. So, where do you see yourself? Do you see yourself at the table, the children's table, or do you see yourself with the dogs? Maybe a better way to ask the question would be this Where do you deserve to be? At the table or on the floor? If we're honest, we must admit we don't deserve a place. At this table like the woman we should admit that the crumbs falling from Christ's table are far better than the finest food from any other table and like the woman we should say I would much rather be a dog in Christ's house than to be the master of my own I would rather eat the scraps from Christ's table than whatever is on the tables of the world If you can say that and believe that, you are a true Israelite, a repentant child of God, and you have a place at God's table. In Jesus' name, amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. Amen.